said, you know, I think I passed the test. I didn't get upset not one time. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes whenever you have all these plans, well, maybe I'm the only one. I have all these plans, and then it doesn't go the way that I think, and then you're just like, you know, it's not good. But it was fine. But um, we had battery issues with the, uh, we had battery issues, and we had with the car. And then um, yesterday morning, uh, Rob had a loaner phone uh, because he's waiting on a new phone, and in the middle of the night, the phone blew up, caught on fire. And I'm talking like it was bad. And <laughs> I told him he came, <laughs> he came. <laughs> Oh my gosh, his hair was standing on ends. Luckily, it was in a room where we could shut the doors and all, I mean, the room filled with smoke. We were like, oh my gosh, are the, the fire, you know, the, we thought the fire alarm was going to go off the whole nine yards, but luckily we opened the windows. This is like at 3.30 in the morning, you know. So all this is happening and everything. Not, you know, everybody's fine. It may have ruined a couple of hotel towels, but whatever. But <laughs> anyway, so as the day went on, Rob was like, you know, we got battery issues. And I was like, well, the, we, the power, the power, we've got, something's trying to cut off the power here. And um, I mean, I, I've just really been asking the Lord about that, and I, I don't know. That's just the way that I always am looking at things, because I'm always asking the Lord, like, what are you saying through all of these events that's going on? But um, August has been interesting for me personally, but that those things happening, which I understand you got to get a new battery in your car every now and then or whatever. I was ready to take it to go get a new car, you know, but... I, I, Anyway, I don't know, but it's like, what are you saying, Lord? But in August, the struggle and just that is exactly how I felt like there's been something trying to cut off the power and cut off my just hearing, cut, cut off just everything not going right, you know, and um Rob, this morning on our way here, he's like, what does this verse say? And um, Ephesians 6, 12, it says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents, but it's against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly supernatural places. And... That's the struggle. That that's the 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 thing trying to come against us. That's what's trying to come against to to um, come against what's going on with me. But you know, I I was just thinking about that. And um, whenever we have something coming up uh, here at the barn, any type of um, meeting where the Lord really wants to, we all come together, and uh, there's always an opponent. The enemy always wants to come and try to hinder. It wants to stop us. um, You'll have an unexpected guest 
show up right as you're walking out the door to come to the meeting or the dog gets sick right as you you know it it just they'll be usually so i'm just saying let's be aware as we get ready to come closer to the barn i know you know this sometimes i'm just it's just this just all reminded me of that that there are things that want to cut off the power that power <laughs> the holy spirit power that wants to and it wants to hurt you i mean because i was like rob if that would have been in your pocket that would have been bad <laughs> or in his hand he wouldn't have had a hand i'm telling you I, I mean like on fire he was like i've got it in the bathroom sink and i got towels on it and i could you know he's pouring water on it well then that made it worse all the while i'm in bed hearing commotion going on and i was like i smell something i'm like what's rob doing in the bathroom with all this rubber burning or something i'm like what is going on you know I hadn't, anyway, I finally figured it out. But I don't know. I, I just felt like that it's just, I just wanted to mention this because we must be aware. And we, we need to, um, sometimes things slip up on us. And the enemy doesn't play fair. And um, he wants to hurt us. He wants to take us out, no matter how, however he can. But uh, greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. And that resurrected power, John, that you wrote about on Facebook this week, that that's in us, and it's bigger. And sometimes we want to get overwhelmed by the circumstances or think that the devil's bigger than Jesus, and, but it's not. And God, God wins, and um, I'm thankful that we're you're okay. But I, I just, I say no. We say no to that. Um, the enemy's power is not going to stop us from moving forward. <laughs> but um, I want to also mention to you that um, this Wednesday we're going to have a meeting about the block party. So um, I hope all of you all can be here. Um, we're just going to kind of go over what it's going to look like out there and um, what we're needing help with, that sort of thing. Uh, because then the following Wednesday, then we'll be meeting, I'm assuming, here. I don't know. We haven't even talked about it. But uh, we'll be meeting and then going out and passing out the flyers and stuff for the barn meeting. So we've got some stuff coming up. But also this Wednesday night after the meeting, uh, Debbie is going to be sharing. We're getting ready to enter into uh, a new month. And so she's going to be sharing about that. And... Um, I enjoyed last month. It was good, wasn't it? Uh, for y'all that was here, um, it was good to learn about the king being in the field. And um, I believe that this is, is this the new, this is the head of the year. This is the new, the new year. So this is an important month of the Hebrew calendar. So um, come learn about it. You, you'll be surprised uh, how interesting you, you will be, or we should be. And if we want to be on God's timing, we need to learn about these things. Um, I'm going to ask Debbie if she'll come up. Um, come on, Dad. We're going to come on, Debbie. Will you come up here?
don't be afraid. I I just. You are such an example of a faithful servant. I can't think of anything. The only thing I haven't asked her to do is clean the toilets. But I promise you she would. She has done everything there is for close to 30 years here. And she has a ministry. She's had a great ministry here. She's been a, she's led the praise. She's been part of the praise team. She's uh, an intercessor. She's a big part of our prayer group. But she has an outside ministry too. And she's starting a new work of ministering to ladies. But we just wanted to officially commission you to just go be who Debbie is in the kingdom of God. And we recognize your gifts and your callings. And we, we just commission you today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We take off the old and put on the new. And you know who you are. You know who you are. She's got a great prayer group going in no water. So you don't ever know where God's taking you. And I'm just telling you there's more. And we want to be a part of that. Uh-huh. And we are blessed uh-huh. to have you here. And Amen. I love you. Amen. 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 I just want to, let's just pray for you. Y'all stretch out your hands. The Lord. Amen. <clears throat> Debbie is a minister of the Amen. Lord. And we recognize that here today. We've recognized it for a long time. We recognize it publicly here today. Lord, we thank you for her. We thank you for her life. We thank you for what she represents. Lord, I thank you that the best is yet to come. Lord, I thank you that um, she gives her heart. She gives her heart away to people. She gives her time to people. Lord, she extends your love. Amen your deliverance, your freedom to many, many people. And, Lord, I just um, thank you for her and for um, what is yet to come. And we just bless you, Debbie, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Tell them about what you're getting ready to do with the ladies. She's surprised because I didn't tell her we were doing this today. No. Years ago, I, I just uh, felt a desire to to minister to ladies uh, as a teacher um, and just uh, to pray for them. And um, a couple of things happened with people that didn't go to our church. Um, one time I was sitting in the stands of a livestock show and sitting by a friend and was just sharing the Lord with her. And she said, I wish you could be my teacher. And the same thing happened again. I think we were sitting on the, in the softball stands watching our daughter play softball, and it happened again. And, and so that I just kept that in my heart, and I, I've had a desire to, um, to do that, you know, to, to reach out. And over the years that I've taught school in Skytook, I've met a lot of parents. I've, I've got kids that I taught second grade to that are adults now. And, and I feel like there's a group out there that the Lord wants to bring in that need Jesus or need to be encouraged. And so um, 
I want to do that. And so our church has graciously offered our church facility for this to take place so that um, I, I feel like we're to meet weekly. I feel like there are people who need encouragement weekly that may not come to a church service, but they might come to this. And so I'm just believing that if God's put it on my heart, that there's a group that he's going to bring in. And so I just say, you're welcome if you're hungry for God like I am, to know him better, to walk in greater understanding of his ways, then I invite you to come. We'll go together. We're going to start the Thursday after the Barn Revival. Uh, that'll be the 30th of September. Uh, I think 10 to 12 would be a good time. And um, we don't have nursery facilities, but... I, I'm trusting the Lord that if you feel that you're to come, that um, God will provide for you. But I'm expecting him to show up because we're living in times that are really hard. And, and people don't know what to do. They don't know how to think about what's going on in our country. But I believe that as we gather together as believers and seek him, we will walk in confidence that our God is for us, that he does rule and reign. The enemy is defeated, and he will give us counsel on how to move in these days. Amen. So uh, I'm just saying, Lord, I don't know how to do this, but my eyes are on you. I ask you to come and move in your power, that as the word goes forth, you will confirm it with signs following. So uh, I just welcome anyone who wants to. And I thank you. Thank you because what you've done today has given me confidence that I didn't have. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, this is exciting for me because this is the Apostolic Center. I have seen this for like several years, and there's more of you. I'm saying there's more of you that are to, it's not, you might be doing a brownie troop or Cub Scouts or I, it doesn't matter, crochet group or whatever, but this is the beginning. This is the start. We've got the OK2A group that meet here. You know, there's, that's what apostolics that's what the kingdom is it's reaching out to the community and whatever that looks like for you so um debbie i am just thrilled that you are doing this and i know that there's going to be many lives changed and it's for ladies right yes okay but um anyway oh <laughs> okay well uh let's stand and we're going to receive the offering and um isn't that exciting? I am so ex pumped about that. That is just the beginning. I know it's just the beginning. So, Lord, we just thank you that we can give back to you. We th this is yours, and we rejoice and able to give to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor Gerald's going to come and... Thank you for being here. You can... Be seated.
Well, we've got a lot done on getting the barn uh, ready, but we need some more help. Next Saturday morning, I'll call all you Johns to come help us, and uh, we just like a little bit. There was a group uh, Friday night, and it was too hot, but we did some things, and then yesterday morning, we got a lot done. But John, <clears throat> I appreciate that word, and I, I want us to. I want to pray. I want you to pray into that right now about what God wants to do in that meeting at the barn. Father, as you gave me that vision, <clears throat> my heart was crying out to you. I saw people coming to the altar, dumping out their drugs, their needles, all that was. They were dumping it out. They were saying, I want you, God. I want deliverance. So, Father, we ask for the Holy Spirit to fall upon Skytook, Sperry, this whole area, Osage County, Tulsa. We thank you, Father, that, that you said to go to the highways and the byways and compel them to come in. That means with, with a little bit of force, a little bit of, of uh, muster. And so, Lord, we thank you that we're going to be about the Father's business. We ask for the reign of the Holy Spirit to come down. We ask that we cooperate. We're co-laborers with you, God. We're working together with you in this barn revival. We thank you that generations will be affected. Families will be affected. Lives will be affected. This will be far-reaching. Just like a pebble falls in the water, it's going to, the whole water, the whole pond is affected by that one pebble. We thank you, Father, there's going to be people drawn to this. Just like was prayed the other day, we thank you for the, we call for the lost to come out of the east, the west, the north and the south. We call for the lost, the hurting, the, those that need deliverance, those that need, that are broken. Oh, those that are broken. God, we thank you, Father. Father, I feel the pain right now. You're letting me feel it. These people out there are crying out. They're hurting. They're lonely. They're dying. And they need help. Lord, we ask that we send laborers. You said, look, and the fields are white unto harvest. And said, you said that, Lord. You said, pray to the Father of the Lord of the harvest to send laborers. Lord, we ask for laborers to bring them in. Bring them in. Bring them in by the Holy Spirit. Use us, Lord. Use us, Lord, to bring them in here to get set free, to get delivered, to get saved. Whatever you want to do, Lord, you are Lord of this barn revival. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, 9 o'clock next Saturday morning at the barn. I didn't hear any amens. Amen. Do we want to have revival? The good news, we're going to have it. The bad news, you're going to do the work. Come on. Join us. Well, how do we live and work and believe God and get through everything that's going on in our day and time? You've got to know that God has created you to live in this day and time. And let me tell you, He has already put in you what you need. You've got it. You've just got to do something with it. Amen. Some of you are waiting on God, and you're just going to be sitting there. Because he, uh, he is waiting on you. There are 10,000 Christians in Afghanistan that said, We're not leaving. We're going to stay here and proclaim Jesus to a dying world. Come on, repent of not being interested in the lost 
and the unchurched. Come on, it's on us. We're, we're pretty comfortable. Our electric's still on. Our lights are still burning. Things are easy compared to a lot of people. But there are, as, he, as John prayed, there are hurting people. There's people that are hurting and don't know what to do. Some of them are here today. You've got things you don't want to talk about that's just chewing on you. I talked to Ray Garcia is going to come preach. We talked about a little deliverance thing. He was the guinea pig in a meeting. And he said, God opened up a wound in me, healed a wound in me about my dad. And that's a man that's been ministering for years, see. Come on, it's not all out there. If we were all healed up, we'd have more of them in here. It's, it's on us. And there, there are tests that are, people are facing right now. There are people facing, they're going to bow to the government or lose their jobs right now. That's creeping more into our country than you know about, than we're realizing. We just happen to live in a great part of the country where if you want to wear a mask, fine. If you don't want to wear one, it's okay. But <clears throat> let me read you a story. We're going to go to the... Let, let me tell you about this story. <clears throat> you know, this King Nebuchadnezzar, and we've talked about him, had this dream and Daniel interpreted. And he saw in this dream this great statue had a head of gold and different parts of the body were different metals. But it was a picture of him, so he made this 120 feet or something, this great big statuary of himself. Amen. And he declared, bless God, when you see this and you hear the music, you bow down to it. So the people did. All except four. How Daniel escaped in that one, I don't know. But, you know, there's some religious people that always want to tell on somebody. So they turned in Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They said, King, those three Hebrews, they didn't like them because they'd been promoted. They were, I don't know how old they were at the time, but as young probably teenagers, they were taken to Babylon, castrated, made eunuchs, and were in the service of the government there. But Daniel had already got promoted, and he had promoted them, so they were somebody. And when you're somebody that nobody's want to pull you down that want to be somebody's. And the only way you'll be somebody is be a nobody and let God promote you. And these nobodies... We'll get even with these Hebrews. They didn't bow. We'll tell the king. Let me just read you the story. You know what? I want to just tell it, but I, I want to just read it to you. In Daniel chapter 3, verse 19. Then Nebuchadnezzar was filled with wrath, and his facial expression was altered toward Shadrach, 
Meshach and Abednego, he answered by giving orders to heat the furnace seven times more than it was usually heated. He commanded certain valiant warriors who were in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in order to cast them into the furnace of blazing fire. Then these men were tied up in their trousers, their coats. They even got their caps on. I think that's interesting. And their other clothes and were cast into the midst of the furnace of blazing fire. For this reason, because the king's command was urgent, the furnace had been made extremely hot. The flame of the fire slew the men who carried up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell into the midst of the furnace of blazing fire, still tied up. You may be in the midst of the fire today and something in your life that's going on that uh, you have no human ability to handle it. You're in a fire of some kind. And they're still tied up. We're still tied up if we're not letting God be Lord of our circumstances. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astounded and stood up in haste. He said to his high officials, Was it not three men we cast bound in the midst of the fire? They replied to the king, Certainly, O king. He said, Look. Listen, we need to look today. We need to look at what's right. We need to believe what's right. We need to believe the king is in the field. Amen? I see four men loosed walking about in the midst of the fire without harm, and the appearance of the fourth is like the son of the gods. Listen, the king of all kings showed up. That was a pre-carnate experience of Jesus Christ came and walked in there with him. That's what what kept them. And when you're in the fire, you need to believe he'll show up. We don't have any pictures of a dead God in here. <clears throat> Religion does everything for a dead God. In Christianity, we have a resurrected living Christ that does everything for and through us. We need to look to him. He's the fourth man in the fire. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the door of the furnace of blazing fire. He responded and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, come out. You servants of the Most High God and come here. He changed his tune pretty quick, didn't he? Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the midst of the fire. Now all these people, the perfects, the governors, the king's high officials gathered around and saw in regards to these men that the fire had no effect on the bodies of this, these men, nor were the hair of their heads singed, nor were their trousers damaged, nor had the smell of smoke even upon them. I bet Rob had the smell of smoke on him the other day. But th they didn't have even the smell of smoke. Why? Because their God showed up. He was with them. He showed up with them. That could have happened in the middle of the night and got to be a big fire. We woke up one night. We don't have a TV in our bedroom. We did for a little while one time. And we woke up in the middle of the night. 
you ought to see me and my drawers moving around pretty quick, John. I grabbed a, a robe and put it out. But praise God, I could have. So we don't have a TV in the bedroom. I'm telling you, that thing just blew up. That's a battery thing. It's just like that, I guess. But they examined them, and they couldn't find anything wrong with them. Then Nebuchadnezzar responded and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angels and delivered his servants, who put their trust in him, and they violated the king's commandment. Now this is Nebuchadnezzar saying this. And yielded up their bodies so as not to serve or worship worship any God except their own God. Listen, we're in danger of our country now bound down to other gods. I honor the government unless it violates Scripture. And you're not to violate Scripture. And there's choices to be made. We heard a man of God say the other other day, I thought he was on an airplane, but he may have been in an airport and he didn't have a mask on. And this sister, keep him straight, said to him, you should have a mask on. He said, ma'am, just mind your own business. But this is the world we live in today. It's whether you wear a mask, it's whether you take a shot. That's, that's your choice. I, I remember when the people that was for abortion ran around and said, it's my body, my choice. Well, listen, it's my body, it's my choice. And it's your body, it's your choice. But you've got a God to obey. And, and we don't need to bow down to, to just everything. But society is so divided and pulled. But we're a peculiar people. We're called to walk with God. He is Lord. And the fourth man always shows up. He lives within us. He's the king of kings. He's the God of all gods. What burned up in the fire? The robes that they had put on them. And when you walk through the fire, when you walk through tribulation, listen, we've all walked through probably financial things. That How's this going to work out? Angel Tess, when she was probably a teenager or maybe even young, younger, I remember one time I wrote a list of horses down and we put it close to our kitchen, there in the kitchen dining room, of horses we just need to sell because that was our income. I mean, you've been in, in jobs things. You've been in family things where a family person was sick or maybe they were going the wrong direction. Maybe you've got some of them right now. I, I know you do. I do. We do. But when you walk through the fire, you change because you get closer to God. When it gets tragic, you really cry out to God. The ropes burn off, and our, our, we, get we get more freedom. But God has got us in this day and time to proclaim him. That they, didn't, they didn't bend. They stood. They didn't bow down. And you know what? They didn't burn. Isn't there a song about that, an old song? They didn't bend. They didn't bow. They didn't burn. Come on, I'm making one up if there's not. 
They didn't, I think it's a gospel song. They didn't bend. They didn't bow. They didn't burn. You won't burn because you belong to Jesus. But don't bow down. Because when you bow down, you have all this self-condemnation. Oh, I wish I hadn't have. I wish I'd have. <clears throat> why, did, why didn't I? Th and I've said this. Why didn't I think of that a while ago? You know, I could have answered that. I, I know it says we're to turn the other cheek. But there's a time when Jesus, the, one of the last things he did with the disciples, he said, now, if you got something you need to sell and get a sword, have a sword. You better have a sword or a gun or whatever you need. You, be, you better, that, this is the times we're living in. But we're to be salt and light in these times. He's created us. He's put it in you for this time. It's a, a faith walk. Hebrews 11.1 uh, 1 talks about believing God. That faith is. What is faith? Well, faith's what you had before you got your problem. Because you think you've got it, and then when you face the problem, you feel maybe you're not. Faith is the evidence of things hoped for. It's the convictions of things not seen. Hebrews uh, eleven six. <clears throat> Without faith, it's impossible to believe him. He that comes to God must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. We're, we're just like the he Hebrews. He is just as faithful to us as, as he's more faithful to us than we are to him. Let me say it that way. I started to say he's just as faithful. He is always faithful. He's all, but he's looking for faith. The Lord reminds me that Hebrews uh, 23.6, that will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because they trust you. He will keep you in perfect peace if your mind is stayed on him. The only problem I have is keeping my mind stayed on him. I can think of a whole list of stuff yet needs to be done at the barn. I mean, I can just go there. I can just, you can do that in your business. You can do that in your projects you're wanting to do. Amen. Isn't it? And he has us doing all kinds of different things. But we've just got to get stopped sometime and get our focus back on the fourth man in the fire. He's in it with us. We are his idea. You've got to remember uh, Philippians 2.13. For it's God who is at work in you Amen. to will and work for his good pleasure. He's stirring up your nest. Oh, I don't like it. He's enlarging your boundaries because he's forcing you to get involved in some things or face some things. I had to, I was going to make a phone call this week. And you know, I really had to talk to myself to do it. And I can't tell you how blessed, overjoyed with the response I got on the other end. It was as overcoming as it was just, just go ahead and do it. Get it over with. There's just times you have to do it. But you walk in faith. God, what are we going to do? What are you going to do about this? 
Psalms 138.8, You, O Lord, will accomplish what concerns me. Your loving kindness is everlasting. Do not forsake the work of your hands. David's reminding God, I'm the work of your hands. Don't forsake me. See, is that not true in our lives? Shouldn't that be true in our lives? Is that not what God's doing? He talked about, you know, the story of uh, the widow lady kept going to the crooked judge and he wouldn't help her. And she just kept going. She was about like grandma. She was as determined as grandma Margaret. She just kept getting in his face. And he finally said, you know what? That old gal's wearing me out. I'm going to help her. And he helped her. But then the Lord said, but when I come back, will I find what? Faith. Say faith. Say it's a, how'd you get saved? By your works? What's your good works going to amount to? Yet without works, how's it impossible to please him? He who has faith will have works. And we can get caught on either side of that. Lord, you're good. You're a good God. You're facing, uh, there's people facing controls. Mariah may be facing one. I've got a good friend. He, he said, I know it's going to cost me my job because I'm not going to bow down. Just hear the Lord. That's where we've got to learn to be led by God. We've got to learn to be led by Him. Let me show you another scripture here in Second Timothy. It really spoke to me this week. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the convictions of things not seen. Second Corinthians five seven says, "We walk by faith and not by sight." Sometimes what it looks like is not the way it's going to be. Amen. Romans uh, 1 7, for the righteous shall live by faith. Romans 10 17, so faith comes from hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. We walk by faith. Are you in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7? For God has not given us a spirit of timidity, but of power and love and discipline. Amen? Amen. He, he, didn't, he didn't make you timid. I promise you, maybe the way you were grown up, brought up might have made you timid. Situations might have done that. But don't blame it on God. You have got to work through that. You've, you've got to work through that. I'm a, I'm a converted introvert anyway. Just work through it. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord or of me, his prisoner. Paul's writing to his spiritual son, Timothy. And Paul is in jail for the cause of Christ. But he said, don't be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord or of me, his prisoner. But join with me in suffering for the gospel according to the power of God. See, we've lived in a nation where we ha haven't really had to suffer for being a Christian. 
It's getting a little more that way. The lines are being drawn. Verse 9. Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling. You see that? Have you got that verse up? You didn't put it up? Okay, put that scripture up. Second Timothy. See, everybody in here would say, yes, I've been saved. But you don't think you're called. Look at that verse. Let me read it again. Who has saved us and called us. Isn't that what that means? He says, when you're saved, you're called is what it means. Verse 9. Who has saved us and called us. I think that's such a good verse. I just read that this week. I just thought, there's a lot of people that can say they're saved, but they don't know they're called. You're called. Those teenagers are called. That little young lady back there is called. Yeah, somebody's being called. It's, it's all good. It's, she's called. Isn't God good? Can I tell you we can I tell you we did not have that planned? <laughs> say say he saved me. Say he's called me. Now what you called to? A holy calling. Called us with a holy calling. Oh, not according to our works. Well, come on. I wanted to do this. But it's according to what? His purpose. Whose are you? Listen, you've got a brand on you somewhere if you're his. He's got a mark on you. And you can't get away from it. You can run, but you can't hide. I can get away from you. I can get away from my wife and family. I can get away from Sky too. But I can't get away from him. I don't want to get away from him. Don't you want to know him like that? Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was granted us in Christ Jesus from all eternity. Oh, that's before it even ever anything happened. He did all that for us. Come on, somebody give Jesus some praise. Somebody bless the Lord. But now has been reserved by the appearance of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel for which I was appointed a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher. And for this reason, I also suffer these things. But I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed. And I am convinced that he is able to guard what I've entrusted to him until that day. He is Put that verse back up. 
I know whom I have believed, and I'm convinced that he is able to guard what I've entrusted to him until that day. Now, what have you entrusted to him? I'm convinced he's able to guard what I've entrusted to him to that day. If he'll guard and protect everything you trust, you give to him to trust, you better give it all to him. What you hold back's not covered. He he wants us to give him all. He is all and he he wants us to give all. Restrain the standard of sounds sound words which you have heard from me and in faith and love which in Christ Jesus guard through the Holy Spirit who dwells in us the treasure which has been entrusted to you. Let's walk the walk of faith. Let's be about the Father's business. He has called us. He has ordained us. He has chosen us that what we go forth and bear fruit and that that fruit would remain. Who's going to do it if we don't? Well, let me tell you, he'll raise them up. He'll raise them up. Israel didn't do it. He said, I'll take the gospel somewhere else. And he did. We're it. Let's just stand and bless him. Let's just stand and bless Him. Do you know you're saved? If you're not, you need to come give your heart to Jesus. Now, you know now you've been called. You can't stand before God and say, I didn't know I was called. You are called. Now, you're responsible for what He's called you to do. Listen, he's called us. We sang about taking the city. Let me tell you, you've got to take this city your own life first. Then he wants to enlarge that. He wants us to take this region. We started out with Osage, Tulsa, and Washington counties. We've expanded that. We bless the Lord. If you need a fresh touch from God, just come get one this morning. Mariah will pray for you. Debbie will pray for you. Debbie, come up here and pray for people this morning. Mariah, come pray for people this morning. Just bless the Lord. Let's just respond to Him this morning. Let's get ready to let God do what He wants to do in our church and in this region. We're soldiers of the Most High God. I want my name to be included with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. That he's burned the ropes off of me. He's burned the stuff that the world put on me off. And we walk by faith. You've got family you want to see come into the kingdom. By faith, let's believe them in. Do whatever you need to do, what God leads you to do to to get them to come to church. 
one thing about the barn meeting they can't say you know they think they can come to church anytime they can't come to the barn meeting anytime it's just for a few days get them to come to the block party we're going to have some evangelists here you heard of a someone with evangelistic calling this morning you hear that on John Lord we bless you we bless you 